Have you heard the term intersex? Do you know what it means? You might, or maybe you're not sure. Have you met an intersex person? You probably have and didn't even know it. For all of us, it's really time to be quiet and listen. It's time to learn. And in this very special episode, we want to give up the mic, so to speak, and share with you the stories and insights of intersex people about everything from common misconceptions to what they really wish we knew. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Oh my gosh, I'd just squeeze you if I could get through the whatever your device is. It's kind of creepy. Um, hi, my name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here with... Susan Cottrell. Hi, we're hello. so glad you're here. Thanks again. Don't forget to connect with us at freedhearts.org. We have vibrant supportive community for LGBTQI plus people, for allies, for parents. And also don't forget to share on social media, follow, subscribe, and if you can, support us. All that information is at freedhearts.org. Okay, we're going to talk today um, about intersex. And have you heard the term intersex? Do you know what it means? You may have no idea. You may know some things. You, you Maybe you're not really sure exactly what it is and what you know and all that kind of stuff. So, Or you may be intersex. <laughs> or Yeah, that's right. Uh, have you met an intersex person? You may have. Yeah, the, really the only answer to that is yes or I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, you don't know if you, you may never have known yeah, it. You may you have and you saying. don't even know it. Exactly. And intersex, in us, it, it's an umbrella term for variations in reproductive or sex anatomy. And it could show up in people's chromosomes, genitals, testes, or ovaries. And for some, that discovery comes when they're born. But many others don't learn this until puberty or even later than that. But anyone, regardless of gender identity and sexual orientation, can be intersex. Experts say that between 0.05% and 1.7% of people have intersex traits from birth. Wow. Yeah, I mean, inroads have been made against discrimination here like the first U.S. passport with a gender-neutral X. That's there, so which cool. Is so cool. But there's a lot of danger out there, especially in this case with unwarranted medical intervention with intersex kids. Parents trying to, quote, fix something. It's actually not broken at all. Yeah. But the, often the doctor will yeah. guilt parents into, well, you, you better fix this. Yeah. Doctors with, in that, Operating in that gender binary, they don't know either here. Right, so, right. so again, trying to fix something that's not broken at all. And the yeah. first step in this, and the first step in doing more is knowing more. And it's time for all of us, regardless of where you are and what your knowledge is on this, it's time for us to learn. It's time to be quiet and listen. So in this episode, it's very special because we want to give up the mic, so to speak, and let you hear directly from intersex people about everything from common misconceptions to what they wish you knew. Now, a great source for information and resources is something called Interact Advocates. And their website is interactadvocates.org. Now, some of the people, actually, some of the people you're going to hear from today, um, or their words are actually... Their stories you'll hear. Yeah, the stories you hear, and they're 
answers to questions are actually on staff with this wonderful, powerful organization. They are amazing. And we were inspired uh, to do this podcast by an article that first appeared in USA Today some time ago and has since been shared in many other media formats and uh, in many variations. And we also talked to intersex people directly who are friends of ours who wanted to tell you their point of view. So from this point on in the podcast, all we're going to do is just share what they said. Okay? So here we go. We're reading these to you. Yeah, we're yes. reading their... Yes. So first one is uh, from Lane, who's age 39. The question is, what is the most common misconception about being intersex? Lane said, it's hard to say what's common because so many people don't even know what intersex means to begin with. I think our inclusion in the LGBTQIA plus spectrum leads some people to believe that intersex is simply an identity instead of a biological condition, which is frustrating given some of the medical issues our community faces. I also think people who have a very superficial understanding tend to oversimplify what constitutes being intersex, when in reality, there are so many different intersex conditions that result in different experiences for each person. Hmm. Next question was, what do you wish people knew about the intersex community? Lane says, first, there are way, way more of us than you realize. Second, piggybacking off of the last part of the previous question, we're a spectrum and we all have different manifestations and experiences that should be valued. Third, we're kind of a black box in terms of medical treatment. There are very few doctors who specialize in intersex care and it can be extremely frustrating to find equitable health care. So next time you have a hormone panel done, don't take it for granted when you're able to see what a, quote, normal range looks like. Wow. Next question. What do you wish parents in particular knew about their intersex children? Lane's answer, your child is perfect exactly the way they were created. If you're considering surgery, don't. You might think you're making your child's life easier, but in reality, the only thing you're making easier is your ability to label your child. Love them for who they are and let them grow into who they were meant to be. Wow, that brings tears to my eyes. Next question, what do you wish others in the LGBTQIA community knew about intersex people? Lane says, we're fighting all the same battles and we could probably get a lot farther if we really worked together. I've always felt that intersex and trans rights are inextricable, but we often get left out of the conversation. I truly believe we could be a huge asset in helping advance mutually impactful causes. Next question. How has being involved with the greater intersex community made you feel? Elaine says, it's been a major relief to feel connected to others who are like me. It's also empowered me to be more open about who I am and made me realize I have a responsibility to fight for rights we all deserve. When you feel like you're alone, you're much less likely to believe you can make a difference. But connecting with other intersex people made me realize I'll have people standing beside me and I shouldn't be afraid to push for change. And then finally, we asked, what are some things that bring you joy? And Wayne said, I genuinely try to find joy in everything, but I'll try to narrow it down. That's great. On an altruistic level, It makes me insanely happy to see people unapologetically be themselves and have peace about who they are. That kind of joy is contagious. On a more self-involved level, 
Few things bring me more joy than the love and fellowship I experience from my family of origin and of choice. My fiance, my dogs, and on a totally superficial level, I find immense joy in running long distances, cooking, and watching RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Lane. And we also asked Lane, where do you recommend people go to get educated on the intersex community? And they said, these websites are a great place to start. Interactadvocates.org and intersexjusticeproject.org. And Lane also said, there are a lot of great intersex activists on Instagram, like at XOXY underscore Alicia. And Alicia, I love your Instagram feed. It's awesome. We love you. And at, that was from me, by the way. And at inter underscore sexy, who constantly provide great information and are really wonderful when it comes to speaking openly about intersex issues. If you follow them, you'll stumble upon lots of other great intersex content creators to follow as well. Lane, that was awesome. Thank you so, so much for sharing that with us. We love you. The next one is from Marissa, age 29. And the question is, what is the most common misconception about being intersex? Marissa said, intersex people or people with intersex traits have natural variations of sex characteristics from that of a typical male or female. These include variations in chromosomes, the way our bodies utilize hormones, and variations of the internal and or external genitals. The question is, what do you wish people knew about the intersex community? Marissa said, we are okay the way we are without early, unconsented to medical intervention. Yes. We are okay the way we are. That's just... Yes. That sums it up. Beautiful. Third question is, how has being involved with the greater intersex community made you feel? Marissa said, One of the best things that has happened to me for so long, I felt like the only one in the world since connecting with other intersex people in person in 2015, although I had been connected with others online for years before, I have met people I consider my greatest friends in the world. It has been comforting knowing that I am not the only person who experienced some of the things I have, but I have also struggled with the reality that many of us have deep physical, and psychological trauma from how we have experienced medical care. Mm. Okay, the next question is, what are some things that bring you joy? Marissa said, one of the greatest joys of all is seeing and meeting younger intersex children, which I have had the privilege of doing through InterConnect Support Group. And then this question, where do you recommend people go to get educated on the intersex community? Marissa said, From individuals and organizations dedicated to intersex support, advocacy, and education, Interconnect Support Group, Intersex and Faith Interact, Advocates for Intersex Youth, and Intersex Justice Project. All of these have great resources on their websites. Thank you so much, Marissa, for those answers. Very helpful. Next up is Hans. Age 29. And I've seen photos too of the folks that are not our friends in this that we've, that are, you know, I've, I've seen these photos are just amazing, adorable. They're beautiful souls. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. So next is Hans, age 29. And the question is what are the most common misconceptions about being intersex? They say intersex doesn't always mean having unique genitalia. Next question is what do you wish people knew about the intersex community? 
They say, the intersex activism community is so vibrant and so loving. Even through tactical disagreements, everyone generally comes around in service of the future we dream of. We unite toward making sure the next generation of kids has choices. We want our next generation of kids to have the option to keep their bodies as they were born. And the last question for Hans was, where do you recommend people go to get educated on the intersex community? And Hans says, Intersex Justice Project's Instagram provides great educational resources, especially on the intersections of racial justice, disability justice, and other movements. I host a YouTube channel encouraging a non-medical expansive view of sex differences. A writer named Boggy to, to how do you pronounce that, Susan? Takax. Takach. T-A-K-A-C-S. Keeps a great list of, of, of intersex. It's hashtag own voices books and a list of hashtag own voices books by black intersex authors. Thank you, Hans. I really appreciate it. Next is Bria, age 29. Question. What are the most common misconceptions about being intersex? Bria said that intersex people actually don't exist or that we are super rare. What do you wish people knew about the intersex community? Bria says that intersex experiences are not a monolith and we come from an array of backgrounds and deserve to have our fundamental human right to bodily autonomy respected. How has being involved with the greater intersex community made you feel? Finding the intersex community in 2018 literally saved my life. Mm. Being part of this community helped me find my purpose in this lifetime. For so long, I was ashamed of being intersex, and I couldn't understand why I was born this way until now. Now I have the opportunity to be an advocate for others who might be where I was a few short years ago. What are some things that bring you joy? What are your favorite hobbies? Bria says, being in community with other intersex people brings me great joy. So does cuddling with my cat Milo after a long day of advocacy work. (laughs) Currently, my hobbies include getting scuba certified, and I've been enjoying Olympic weightlifting, though I've been on hiatus these past few months. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you, Bria. Yeah. This next one is from Anunnaki, age 54. And the question is, what are most common misconceptions about being intersex? And they say, due to our world being taught to conflate sex traits with gender identity as the same thing, I think the most common misconception is that all of us intersex people have a non-binary gender identity, have two genders, or are uh, born both. In reality, an intersex person can have any gender, any gender identity, man, boy, woman, girl, both, neither, and our genitals don't always match binary notions with our gender identity. Some surgeons in the medical complex think they can assign our gender identity with genital surgeries when one truly has to ask the child what gender identity they are and see with informed consent if they genuinely need surgery or not. Some of us will need these genital and reproductive surgeries as consenting adults, but some of us will not, and that we are all valid. The question is, what do you wish people knew about the intersex community? And they said, intersex people often receive the collateral damage of transphobia, homophobia, and queerphobia, no matter how we arrive or define ourselves. And finally, where do you recommend people go to get educated on the intersex community? And they say, I typically guide the groups I educate to the 
United Nations Intersex Fact Sheet by printing and handing it out to them. It's easy to find, read, and uses the common language that all of us leading intersex activists and advocates want the world to use. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. Our next one is Dragon, age 26. Question, what do you wish people knew about the intersex community? Answer, the medical abuse a lot of my community goes through from forced gender reassignment surgery and hormone replacement therapy to the mistreatment by medical professionals during any medical care needs. Yeah. Okay, question. How has being involved with the greater intersex community made you feel like I'm not alone? You know, I really appreciate everyone sharing and my heart is really moved by this community and what they endure that we don't even know the half of it. And uh, I remember a, somebody telling me <laughs> that they had gone in for a doctor's appointment for a cold, a sore throat, and the doctor had them undress. And they realized later the doctor just wanted to see their body. And that, that kind of thing is just, I don't know, very difficult. And <laughs> I met a woman in Australia who's intersex, and she said, I did not choose this. I was born this way, and yet I've been kicked out of every church community that I've tried to be part of. We need to do better. We need to do better. Thank you so much, Dragon, for your thoughtful comments there. Yeah, you're sharing your heart. All of you, thank you so much, the ones that we talked to and the ones that were part of that USA Today article and other resources through Interact. We just were so grateful that you're sharing your wisdom. Um, and we commit, and we hope you listeners commit to, to, uh, to listen and learn. And what amazing insight this has been here. And I think to know that you're not alone is to be seen and understood. You know, to know that you're not alone is to be seen and understood. And that's on us. And we hope this episode helped each of us better understand so we can see, so we can be aware of what's happening, and so we can advocate. And as always, so we can help remind people and ourselves that each of us is beloved as we are. We love you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid? Someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner, and you can find out more about her at heystcenter.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.